You're listening to Simulcast, a podcast about healthcare simulation. So welcome to Simulcast. I'm Victoria Brazel, and today I'm joined by Jess Stokes-Parish and Steph Barwick to be talking about Women in Simulation, uh, the initiative run by Simulation Australasia. Now, you will know both of these women as they've been on Simulcast before, and as you know, Jess is recently appointed as one of our co-producers. But I will introduce them, Jess Stokes-Parish. She's the chair of the Women in Simulation, uh, as well as a co-producer of Simulcast. And I might just say right now, Dr. Jessica Stokes-Parish, having just got her PhD. How are you, Jess? Very good. Thank you. And look, congratulations. That's not to be uh, swept over and your work on uh, moulage and related things, uh, outstanding. Well done. Thank you so much. All right. We're also joined by Stephanie Barwick. Again, uh, listeners of Simulcast will know her for some of the great work she's done on translational simulation, testing new healthcare facilities. She works at the MARTA Health Services in Simulation, and she's the deputy chair for Women in Simulation. How are you, Steph? Great. Thanks, Vic. Well, it's lovely to have you both along. And without further ado, Jess, I'm going to ask you to give us a little bit about of the background to the Women in Simulation initiative. Thanks so much, Vic. And it's wonderful to have uh, the opportunity to chat about this group. So I think we started back around 2016, 17, it was kind of coinciding with that time when the Australian government was doing lots of pushes for women in tech and I was still relatively new to the simulation scene and I felt like there was an opportunity there to bring together the women of simulation. Now, for those of you that aren't familiar with Simulation Australasia, Simulation Australasia is the peak body for simulation across all disciplines in the Australasia region. So that's defence, engineering, serious games, healthcare. So those groups are really quite um, varied and broad. And um, I don't know if you've ever been to a Sim Congress before. I know you have Vic and Steph, but for those of our listeners that haven't, it's quite a large intimidating space if you've never been there before. So I guess when I thought of this idea, I thought, you know, maybe this is a way for some of the women in simulation to connect and to have a space where they feel safe and and also an open place that they can ask questions and um, explore more. So that kind of started this informal group. We thought, oh, maybe there's an interest. And we held our first Women in Simulation Symposium in, um, I think it was last year, 2019, at which uh, we had a number of things, but Steph uh, hosted a roundtable discussion for the attendees in which we talked about a lot of the key barriers and um, opportunities within simulation. So, um, Steph, can you tell us a little bit about what we found from that roundtable discussion? Sure, Ken, Jess. Um, yeah, so uh, the symposium was held in Newcastle and we had um, representatives from uh, across a variety of sectors, um, health, um, engineering, defence, academia, um, software, aviation, and we we asked them a couple of key questions in particular about the barriers they've faced in their work environment, particularly as a woman in simulation, and what are the uh, what were the enablers that they um, had also seen specific to the work environment for women in simulation and. In particular, the barriers that came up quite commonly were around uh, a lack of policy, um, particularly in diversity, 
um, biases, uh, no role models, um, career pathways that didn't support progression, particularly into leadership roles, um, funding and and culture. They they were the key um, barriers that we found and male-dominated actually in um, particularly in the tech space. They were the barriers that we found from the symposium. And when we asked about the enablers, some of the key enablers that helped people, helped women as a a woman in simulation, but also as they progressed through their career, was this idea of having champions, other men and women champions for them in the workplace. Um, The ability uh, to have role models, um, organisations that had direction around diversity, policy uh, around diversity and also strategy that had been implemented um, in, in those organisations. So they, they were the key things we found, Jess, in that sympo- from that symposium. Thanks so much for sharing that, Steph. Um, I think that, I guess, springboarded a lot of initiatives for us as a group. We then formalised Women in Simulation as a part of Simulation Australasia's um, formal program. So we now report to the board um, each year and we provide strategic direction around issues of uh, women in simulation. And part of that was that that key piece that Steph, you talked about, which was the diversity statement. And so as a result of that, we have developed a diversity statement and we are now developing a policy. But Before we set targets and goals around policy, we've uh, commissioned a diversity snapshot research project, which is super exciting and is being led by uh, a number of people that aren't actually on the committee but are members of the Simulation Australasia community who really want to contribute to this mission. So we're really excited to see that come to fruition more. Um, And I guess we're trying to create more support groups. We've got a Facebook group online. Uh, We do have ongoing events. And we also are really excited to hopefully hold another face-to-face symposium. This year it was kind of put on hold because of COVID. So, yeah, so I guess the ongoing objectives of the group would be that we continue to provide a supportive group for women in simulation but also to inform policy for women in simulation in Simulation Australasia. Yeah, can I just sort of jump in here because I think this is really interesting and I imagine having representatives from non-health disciplines must have been instructive. And I say this in part because I've always felt within simulation and education more broadly we've got great representation of women. Uh, And so I'm sort of interested to see how you found that varied. And one of the reasons in simulation is, of course, that there's a – big nursing presence that is still a profession dominated by women and I've found some fabulous role models within the simulation community myself among the women. So I'm interested how you've sort of teased out what might be different, what might be similar across the board. Yes, definitely. And it's part of this ongoing research project. What we did do after the last conference last year was just take a quick tally of representation um, across the conference itself. And what we found was that the health stream was absolutely dominated by um, females and the tech space, which is the defence, engineering, the more technology-dominated spheres, 
they it was about 70-30, I think, so females being 30%. So I guess what we see in that is that there's a real opportunity here to tap into the strengths of the health community. Um, and also on the flip side, I think it's going to show us things about diversity too in the broader sense in terms of cultural um, and disability diversity because the tech space tends to do better in terms of cultural diversity. Oh, that's fascinating, I think. Uh, But it does also raise the issue that we better make sure we're getting enough uh, men involved in some of the health simulation. I I think we've obviously got some great male role models as well, but uh, I think diversity is a great flag to be flying because obviously a bias in any direction is a problem. Yeah, precisely. And so that's why we said before we actually set any policy within the organisation with benchmarks or numbers that we should be reaching, we actually need to understand what is the makeup of our simulation community and where are the gaps. And, you know, maybe we don't need a women in simulation support group for the health sector, but we really need that um, for the tech sector. And maybe we need a bigger focus on the diversification of the community as a whole. Yes, and of course, it's not just numbers either, because uh, you know sometimes you might have excellent female participation in the simulation community, but then you find all the keynote speakers are men, all the first authors on papers are men, and then you start to unpick some of the granular detail. Yeah, exactly. Um, and interesting. Uh, I just want to add one thing there, Vic. Is uh, we held a recent. Um, get together virtually a couple of weeks ago and one thing that did come out of that was um, the types of language that that's used that's a little bit different um, women in the tech space didn't necessarily identify with being a simulation professional and so for me that was quite interesting because in the health space if you work in simulation you very much so identify as a simulation professional which was interesting for us to find. Uh, All right, Jess, well, where to from here? You started to talk about some of the activities you've got in terms of Facebook groups and seminars and things, but uh, what's coming up and uh, how do people get involved or contact you if they're interested? Well, so we have got the Facebook group, which you can just search Women in Simulation or go to the Simulation Australasia Facebook page. But we do have a really exciting masterclass series coming up from the 4th of June. So they'll be every fortnight from Tuesday, the 4th of June uh, at 12 p.m. And they are by a lady who does career and life coaching. And so it's all about addressing things like confidence the imposter syndrome, how to build a personal brand. Um, So very personal development focused things that are applicable for everyone. Uh, And they are, you can, if you can't come to the event as itself at the time, because I know people are busy, we are, we will be recording them. So uh, they were pay per view activity and you can go to the Simulation Australasia website which is simos.com to purchase your ticket. The tickets should be released in the next few days. That sounds fantastic and we'll obviously put the links to that on the blog post accompanying this simulcast episode uh, as well. Uh, Sounds like great stuff Jess. Thanks so much for having us. It's just really exciting to I guess put this out there and share our future directions and also to invite anyone that is interested in joining the community to join us. Excellent. Uh, Well, thank you, Jess, and thank you, Steph. Uh, I think it's going to be a uh, very interesting program to see what comes out of the research and then where the initiatives go from there. 
Thanks for having us, Vic. All right, Victoria Brazel signing off for Simulcast. You're listening to Simulcast.